My big oh, he wasn't a figment of my imagination? That's a real person? <laughs> yeah. Uh. <laughs> Rape. <laughs> Morning time. Hell. <laughs> Oh my god, does it ever feel good to be out of a depressive slump. Because let me tell you, that shit is not fun. I swear to god, the last week I have been like all over the fucking map since I've been back. You know, I think I briefly touched on this, so I'm not really going to describe the feeling of like, oh, it's there's such a disparity between coming back and how it was before, and it's not the same, and you just wish you could stay on vacation and not work and be with people you really like who are like totally BFF material. But nope, you got to be away from them. You got to be far away from them. And you gotta figure out your life. You gotta get your fucking life. If that's what you wanna do. But you know what's crazy? The things that I noticed that changed for me when I got home. I remember thinking, this isn't gonna be hard. I'm just gonna get right into the groove of things by Monday. I returned on Saturday. Saturday of last week, mind you. And... Did that happen? No. I couldn't get myself up on time. I couldn't get to bed on time. I wasn't sleeping properly. It was like such a mess of a situation, you know? And then I was also in denial because I'm like, "Mm, you know what? I feel great. I feel fine. Everything's good. It's okay. It's all good. Everything's fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. I swear I'm fine. And it wasn't until the last few days that I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I have just been, (coughs) pardon me, I've just been kind of depressed. I just feel depressed. This disparity I can no longer bear. I just have to admit that I feel like shit and I miss it and I want to go back and I want to do it again and again and again and again. But... Alas, this is not how life works, right? Gotta find a way. Gotta find a way to manifest our goals. And, oh man, it is such an unsettling feeling to come home and feel like you are not home anymore. Like, I knew it was my place. I knew I live here. I knew I love it. But it has been forever changed, I think. This meeting your friends from the internet business is touchy. You don't know how it's going to turn out. And lucky for me, it turned out really well. Because if you have everything that you could possibly ask for out of a friendship with someone you've never even met, just imagine how comfortable and happy you are going to be when you are with them. How could it be any other way? How could it be any other way if you've been talking for so long? How could it not go well? How could it not be 
the most compatible situation that you could ask for. Because over the past four years with this person, you have been doing nothing but building compatibility and working out the things that don't work, you know? Luckily for us, (laughs) we're pretty similar in a lot of ways, me and my girlfriend. And she's awesome. She's a big, fat sweetheart. Just big fat referring to how big and big of a sweetheart she is. Not that she's fat. She's adorable. Not even close to fat. Okay? So don't talk shit about my friend. Or I will fucking fight you. Don't you get it? I will fight you. Dude, the first day that I got there, first of all, I'm so stupid. I'm so stupid because I was supposed to fly over there. And you know what happened? Apparently, I didn't check in on time. I was supposed to be there two hours before my goddamn flight. And you know what happened? (coughs) I was there 90 minutes prior to my flight, as all my documentation suggested I should be. But as it was the first flight or something of the morning, I cannot remember what he told me. I was advised that my flight was blocked. Oh, nope, they're no longer boarding. I'm like, how is that possible? It's 90 minutes to boarding time. Nope, it's been blocked. Luckily, luckily, they were able to find me a spot on the very next flight, which was the same setup. Same setup. And I had to wait an additional five hours at that airport. It pushed my landing time from like 2 in the afternoon. I guess that would be my time. 2 in the afternoon. Right? Or was it 2 Oklahoma time? I can't remember. It was 2 or 3 o'clock Oklahoma time, perhaps. And and it got moved to 9. 9 p.m. So if you can imagine, that whole day was being stuck at airports. And then I had a connecting flight in Denver that I was so lucky I didn't miss and they moved not until about 15 minutes before boarding time and we weren't notified until 15 minutes before boarding time luckily it was a weather issue and uh, there was a storm coming in so I didn't miss it I made it we made it out on time with that second set of flights and it was okay it was okay but man When you get off that plane after being on one all day, you just feel so gross. But did I care? And then, no. I remember walking all the way down the hall to baggage claim and getting texts, where are you? Where are you? Oh my God, where are you? Where are you? Where are you? And it was so exciting. So exciting. I was like, holy crap, I'm about to meet somebody that I've been so tight with in meet space for the first time. And I have no idea what to think right now or how to feel. There's nervousness. There's excitement. I was literally shaking a little bit because I just didn't know what to expect. And it doesn't matter if you've done it before, if you've met somebody before that you've talked to on the internet. It's always different with every person. And I can say that now because I've done it more than once and it's fucking crazy. Oh my God, we were so excited. You know, the girlish screams 
We ran towards each other. She gave me a huge hug. Actually, her son caught it on video. And it's quite an endearing moment. And I'm glad that he did, because I will have that moment forever digitally encapsulized for me to view. Encapsulated? Encapsulized? I think you know what I'm trying to say. It's five o'clock in the morning, my friends. We're going to take a chill pill and not get too crazy about my syntax and my grammar, okay? Okay. <laughs> you don't try to correct my grammar, okay? I don't like it. I already know the right word. I don't need you to flex on me. Okay, big boy. Okay? Okay, good for you. You speak English real good. Good for you. Oh, good for you. Oh, good for you. <laughs> Anyways, digitally encapsulated forever. And it was a badass moment. And it just... Oh my gosh, it's so weird, right? She's, we were touching each other's faces. Oh my God, I can't believe you. You're so real. Ah, you're so much prettier in person. That's so sweet too when people say that shit to you. I'm like, oh God, you're just saying that. No, oh my God, oh my God. She's so much prettier in person too. P pictures are not enough to really give you an idea of what someone looks like. But now I look at her pictures differently because I've seen her face right in front of me. It totally changes the experience of everything else once you see someone's face in real life, once you touch their face, once you, once you touch them and hold them and do things with them. Dude, we had so much fun. Lots of chilling, lots of taking care of some business that we had to take care of and well she had to that I wanted to help her with and um that sounds so shady doesn't it it's so shady Amy you so shady oh you don't know my game I've got a lot of deals okay but I can't talk about it nope I can talk about it and you will never know <laughs> Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We went b -b -b bowling. We went to a couple of m -m -m Mexican restaurants. And you know what's so cool is, I mean, if I wasn't with her, I would be so screwed because the Mexican restaurants we went to, the girls spoke Spanish. And their English was not very good, but they could speak it, so that's good. And she, obviously, my girlfriend is fluent and can speak Spanish very well. And, uh, yeah, I was like, shit, if you weren't here, I wouldn't be able to order food. I wouldn't even know what any of this stuff is. I was quite surprised with how much Mexican there was around me at any given point. But, hey, multiculturalism's cool, and uh, I like food from different places, so, hey, we can put our xenophobia to the side for now, right? Right, right, right? I'll put my racism and my xenophobia to the side. <laughs> I pulled that Chinese accent in a Mexican restaurant while I was talking to Dee and her boyfriend and her son. And that was a lot of fun. 
that was a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun cracking people up with that because they find it quite funny. And I'm okay with that. I'm okay. I am okay with that. It worked for me. But what was I saying? We did a lot of stuff. We had a lot of fun. You know, the weather was incredible. It was 35, between 35 and 40 degrees Celsius, my friends, Celsius, with humidity between 90 and 100%. And for the first time, as I also mentioned, I burned and I am peeling and I can't say it's the most glamorous experience that I've had, but you know what? First time for everything, right? First time for everything. The thing that I appreciate most about this whole adventure is, again, it's the it's having met somebody, spoken to them for so long, and now seeing them for the first time, and it going really well. <clears throat> I don't think there was a single argument. I don't think there was any point at which anybody was frustrated or annoyed with each other. It was all good. It was all fun. It was light. It was nice. It felt right. It felt comfortable. And man, did it ever feel comfortable. Dude, her and I took a shower together. You know what I mean? We did. We did such fun shit. We had a shower together. We did our makeup together. And in the shower, we did this really nice sugar exfoliating scrub. She's like, I'll get your back and then you can get mine. And I was like, okay. And then we were, it was making noise in the shower. So we did some sugar scrub ASMR, just being silly. And we just had so much fun. Now me, I'm over here dying for girlfriends like this. Because I'm like, mm-hmm, where are all the cool girls? Well, apparently they're really far away from me. And that is one thing that I think that was bumming me out, is that I'm like, oh, man. Like, the the best people, the people I'm dying to hang out with that I want to be around are really not close to me. They're quite far away. (laughs) And that makes it really difficult. Now, I haven't met a lot of my online friends who I feel are super tight with me or that I'm super tight with. And I imagine that if I ever get the chance to, or when I do, it is going to be so much more difficult to meet them uh, because leaving is going to be challenging. That is the hardest fucking thing about the whole thing. And that's cool and all, but, you know, it, it definitely deepens your relationship and it makes it more interesting It's nice to know what somebody is like in real life. It's nice to be around them. And it's just, I don't know, it's just generally nice to be around that kind of energy. And I don't really have that here. You know? So, oh, my heart, it bleeds. And, oh, I miss it. I miss it so much. And plus that. (laughs) With the fact that I've always felt more inclined towards America. Because America is good shit, and it's real awesome. And I've always thought it's fun. And I've just increased the amount of states that I'm in now, which is pretty cool. But, 
yeah. Getting out of the slump has been kind of a bitch, you know? Like, the first thing that makes me realize I'm in a slump to begin with is my sleep gets way thrown off. I'm way more exhausted than usual. I don't want to do things. I just want to hide in my house and pretend that everything's cool. And I don't want to acknowledge that, hey, yo, you've been sleeping for like 12 hours. It's not normal. Even though I, for the first few nights, it was really difficult for me to sleep, period. It doesn't require or didn't require that I sleep for 12 hours, you know what I mean? 12 hours? That shit is crazy, dog. Normally I get like 6 hours, but if I'm getting 12, there's definitely something wrong with me. And it was 12 more than one day during the week. I don't like that. I'm a morning person and I like to wake up and get started with the day and do all that. And when I don't, I'm like, ah, shit, there's a problem. There is a goddamn problem happening. That is something that I had to get out of. Just setting multiple alarms, trying to force myself out of bed. And there were days where, like, seriously, six alarms would go off, staggered 15 minutes after each other. And I was still like, nope, this isn't happening. And I can't. And then I would just not eat. And then I would eat. And then I wouldn't eat. Everything is just off kilter. Everything. And then it's like, how do I bring this back to baseline? Well, if I could get one day, one day where I wake up that at the time that I normally do, it would be incredibly helpful to set things rolling in the right direction. And guess what? <laughs> Today's that day. It's an auspicious day for me because, woo, finally, I got up at 4.30 today after a week of just stumbling around at like 7 a.m. 7 a.m.? Ugh! And if you listen to me, you know that I like to wake up like two or three hours before I have to leave because I like giving myself time to wake up in the morning because I'm not the most alert person in the morning, but I think it's because I forced myself into being a morning person a long time ago and I've always felt better for it. And now that's where I need to stay in order to stay away from that dark, sunken place of depression that I was in 10 years ago that I don't want to be in. That's a freaky thing, isn't it? Like, if you have a penchant towards being depressed, and if you can continue to talk yourself into a downward spiral to keep yourself there, or even if you are denying it, and if you are constantly... It's still keeping you in a place you don't want to be. And I, me, I have a propensity to do those things. Either I'll get too caught up in <laughs> the sad feeling and I'll spiral or I'll go both ways and I will deny that I'm feeling any kind of depression and it'll just keep spiraling while I pretend it isn't. <laughs> this time it was like... I'm not depressed. I'm fine. I think I'm depressed. I'm not depressed. I'm fine. Like both of those things were there this time. So I managed to kind of weasel my way out of it. Is that luck though? Or is that just because I've experienced both ends of those coins and now have a little bit more experience kind of navigating the space? I don't know. I'd like to give myself the credit and think so. But 
I guess we'll see the next time something like this happens. Because uh, I'm sure it will. And uh, life is presenting me with interesting, interesting tasks and tests to see where I'm at. And uh, I say bring it. I mean, on the surface, I want to say no, no, no. But other than that, why not bring it? Make it a little bit harder. Make it interesting for me. Yeah, do that. Keep away my best fucking people. Keep away. Keep them away. No, don't, please. It's too hard. I I need to see all my people. My people are my people. My people are what make everything better. Because what have you got if not people to make things better? There's art and there's things we love. And there's things we engage in, yes. But maybe for me, maybe the people, the people thing is number one. Because I'm a big sucker for human connection. And when you got them, you have to appreciate them. <gasps> appreciate them, okay? Appreciate. You have to. You have to. And I've got some badass friends. But enough about them, because I always, always go on about them. I still need to upload that cute little thing, that cute little chat <laughs> that I had. Let's do that right now. How about we go to Google? And you know what else we'll do? We'll check out what the fuck is going on. What is going on over here? What is going on? <coughs> I have not looked at the news very much. I was watching some Tim Pool while I was away a little bit. Some Tim Pool, right? That's his name. I believe so. And the thing that he was talking about a lot at the time was the squad, which is what? Those Dem girls, right? AOC and Ilhan Omar. Mm. You know what else I didn't get into? I fucking slept on it. Let me talk about this, actually. Let me talk about this shit, okay? Because this is ridiculous. Accusations fly at human rights hearing into transgender woman's Brazilian wax complaint. Transgender woman. Oh, for fuck's sake. A substantive question remained at the core of the ruckus stay-long hearing. Should a business be allowed to deny service on the basis of gender identity? Um, fucking yes. You know why? Because if you're running up into businesses and you're trying to get your balls waxed and you're trying to tell them you're a woman while you've got a set of nuts, guess what, bro? They're not trained, and if they are not comfortable to do that, whatever you fucking identify as, they shouldn't have to do it. Jessica Yaniv, a transgender woman in British fucking Columbia. Great. We got this shit over here now. It was only a matter of time. I suppose, but it isn't surprising to me that a story like this is popping up. 
ABC Human Rights Tribunal hearing devolved into repeated outbursts and name-calling this week as it considered a transgender woman's complaint that a home-based salon discriminated against her by denying her a Brazilian wax. At one point, the complainant compared the business owner to a neo-Nazi. The lawyer for the business owner accused the complainant of engaging in half-truths and fabrications. Tribunal adjudicator Devin Cousineau frequently had to interject to maintain decorum and to keep the hearing from careening off course. Okay, well, Jessica Yanov, I've already looked into this story. And reading it from the beginning, I gotta tell you, just gets me more aggravated. Because this person is incredibly unreasonable. <clears throat> but a substantive question remained at the core of the ruckus day-long hearing. Should a business be allowed to deny service on the basis of gender identity? Jessica Yanov, the complainant, told the hearing she was entitled to receive the advertised wax service and that if the tribunal ruled against her, it could lead to a dangerous precedent. You cannot choose who your clientele is going to be, she said. If a offer a waxing service is being offered to those of the female persuasion, okay, women who have the accompanying sexual reproductive organs, genitals, what the fuck ever, okay, um, it is not everybody else's fault that you are living in a separate fucking reality, my friend. Now, this is where the LGBT or the trans stuff of, I want to make believe that I'm gender fluid and that I can be a girl whenever I want and that being a woman doesn't actually mean anything. It's just an arbitrary distinction. Hey, hey, hey. It's not. <laughs> and it's not just not because I said so. It's because there are specific traits and phenotypes that clump together to produce what we know as a woman and on the opposite end for a man. This is science, my friends. This is science. Your genitals are a huge indication of your sex. The sex cells that are produced. And I understand that you may not feel in line with what that is. And that is totally okay. But please do not take your fucking dysphoria and put it on the rest of the world. This is not a good look for the trans community. How much sympathy do you need when you are fucking with people like this? Guess what, bitch? It's not cool. But let's continue. However, business owner Marcia da Silva said she was not comfortable carrying out a Brazilian wax on a person with male genitalia, nor did she have the training for it. Jay Cameron, De Silva's lawyer and litigation manager with the Alberta-based Justice Center for Constitutional Freedoms, told the hearing that a ruling against his client would be tantamount to ordering intimate services against someone's will. 
And how does that not make sense? She was not comfortable carrying out a Brazilian wax on a person with male genitalia. But that offer was for females with female genitalia. Okay? They are different procedures. You do need to be trained in order to... Look, you're dealing with different kinds of skin. Okay? Just as one example. It shouldn't even need to be explained. This Jessica Yanov is so fucking dumb that for this narrative, he, it, she, whatever the fuck, is willing to take some kind of risk and get hurt by somebody who is telling them they're not comfortable to wax their junk because of what? Um, this sets a dangerous precedent. If you don't accept my delusions that I am a woman, even though I'm coming in here with my dick and balls and that's what I want wax, bitch, settle the fuck down, you chubby, settle down. Why the fuck is this even happening? This is so silly to me. Making a giant ruckus over something because you refuse to accept certain things about reality that most people understand. And this is a safety issue. Imagine what would happen if this bitch walked into this place and the lady was like, you know what, fine, fuck it. If you're going to cause a problem, I'll just do it. And ripped off the skin on his, it, her, whatever the fuck sack. Then what? Then there would be a lawsuit there, wouldn't there? Oh, she hurt me. She did this. You cannot win. It is not safe for me to wax your genitalia because it is not the genitalia that we are providing an offer for. Sorry. Versus, okay, I'll just do it, and then getting hurt. Where's the win here? The complaint heard Wednesday is one of more than a dozen filed by Anna, who describes herself as a digital marketing expert and LGBTQ activist. All alleged she was a subject of discrimination by salons. A few complaints have been settled without hearing or withdrawn. Yanov also made headlines recently for engaging, for engaging in a social media spat with free speech advocate Lindsay Shepard, in which they both made disparaging remarks about each other. Twitter subsequently, subsequently banned Shepard from the platform, but not Yanov. Hey, Twitter, y'all are a bunch of cunts. Anybody tell you that? And you know why? Because you're still trying to feed people the message that social media is a human fucking right. Yet, if that's how you're going to describe it, look at how many people's rights you're taking away without looking at what the other person is doing simply because they are LGBTQ. Oh, like LGBTQ ca people cannot be fucking assholes? I don't know if you guys have noticed, but they seem to be the biggest fucking assholes. And if anybody is going to ruin it for the trans community, it's going to be cunty-ass trans people like this. And it's unfortunate. It's really unfortunate. Because they really are going to ruin it for their group. And they think they're doing a positive thing by behaving like this. 
At Wednesday's hearing, Yaniv, who was representing herself, said she came upon a Facebook ad in spring 2018 offering a promotion for Brazilian wax, which involves the removal of pubic hair around the groin. De Silva testified she had just started her home-based business after previously performing waxes on family and friends. Yaniv was the first person to respond to her ad, she said. They agreed over text messages to an afternoon appointment, but Yaniv testified that after identifying herself as transgender and sending De Silva a selfie, De Silva canceled the session. De Silva told the tribunal, I have no problem with LGBT. She said she was just not comfortable waxing male genitals. The idea also did not sit well with her husband, she said. Further, she didn't have any experience doing it. Everyone has the right to decide who comes into their home, she added, noting that she was also uncomfortable with the persistent messages she was getting from Yaniv. For my safety, I said no, she testified. De Silva told the tribunal she defines someone who is transgender as a person who has undergone sex reassignment surgery. She responded affirmatively when asked if she'd perform a waxing service on someone who had undergone such surgery. Yaniv said the advertisement De Silva posted was open to the public and didn't come with any conditions. She said that De Silva should have accepted that Yaniv identifies as female rather than make assumptions about her based on appearance. Your gender identity is your own, Yaniv testified. We live in a different day and age now. <sighs> we live in a different day and age now, but your balls are still balls, bro. All right? All right? Can we at least agree on that? Can we at least agree that if we live in a different day and age, that's fine? But your balls are still your balls, which means not a pussy. It's not a pussy, girl. It's not a pussy. So I ain't going to wax like it's a pussy, okay? Jesus Christ. At one point, Yaniv equated the denial of service to neo-Nazism, which we heard earlier, which is just fucking ridiculous. Hey, man, you need to chill the fuck out, okay? Sorry you didn't get, you know, born with the genitals you wanted and stuff, but the fuck you want me to do, hmm? Go to a place that provides waxing for your balls, Try not to make a damn problem for people who are just starting businesses and start and trying to get their fucking f two feet on the ground. Under cross-examination, Cameron put to Yaniv that Brazilian waxes were services performed only around female genitalia, and that what Yaniv should have sought was a Brazilian waxes that involve male genitalia. There you go. That prompted Yaniv to tell the tribunal that she was intersex and that she had female body parts. It exists, she said, declining to elaborate. Cameron accused her of an outright fabrication because it fucking was and you tried to fucking lie. Balls are not female. Why do I even need to say that? Oh my god. You're attempting to mislead the tribunal, he said. Cameron called Yaniv's credibility into question and earlier suggested that Yaniv had used a fake Facebook profile of a pregnant woman when she initially sought out the waxing service, a claim Yaniv denied. The tribunal heard that De Silva shut down her salon business after her encounter with Yaniv. Wow, that's really fucking sad. This fucking fat tubby dude bro who's wearing a crown right now, trying to tell me that he's a motherfucking man or a motherfucking woman. Give me a break, dude. 
Earlier this month, the JCCF also represented two other estheticians who were the subject of similar complaints from Yaniv. One of them, a Sikh woman, said she des- declined to provide the waxing service for religious and safety reasons, according to a column posted by John Carpe, the center's president on the website, The Post Millennial. You know what's so funny is like, these people are all supposed to be a part of the same oppressed kind of group, right? But now like, <laughs> there's, there's infighting within this group <coughs> of what these SJW types consider... Minorities, I guess, or oppressed, or whatever. Businesses shouldn't be allowed to use religion and culture to refuse service. Oh, really? <coughs> hmm. Interesting. Well, nobody should have to accept your business simply because of your delusions about your genitals, broski. How about that? (laughs) The Justice Center obtained an expert who operates a men-only salon. Carpe wrote, the expert testified male clients will often get aroused when receiving waxing services. Also, the ideal wax for male genitals is different because the skin is very thin. As I mentioned before, you fucks. Ugh. Over the past year, the center has made headlines for launching a legal challenge in Alberta against a law surrounding the formation of school clubs that are designed to support LGBTQ students, specifically the section that prevents parents from being notified if their child joins one. In this speech, Carpe also compared the Rainbow Pride flag to the swastika. Wow, comments for which he later apologized. Okay. Decisions on the various human rights complaints are not expected, for weeks. Well then, for weeks over something that should be dealt with like that. You know, it ain't rocket science. Why are we all fumbling over ourselves trying to accommodate people's feels? Again, it's not our responsibility to cushion and coddle people through their fucking dysphoria. We need to find ways to help them and integrate them into society and reality and the scientific evidence available to support that reality. Otherwise, we're going to keep running into stupid-ass problems like this. Dude, there's literally a guy getting pissed off because he can't get a female-style wax. Bro, I'm so sorry you weren't born a woman. I'm sorry for you. But can we be a little bit reasonable about how we deal with this issue? If someone is not comfortable waxing your dick and balls, they should not have to. And guess what? It's in your own best interest to not let them if they're not comfortable because it just prevents injury and pain for you. This is incredible to me. I cannot even absorb the story. But here's more. So this crazy hoe got Lindsay Shepard banned from Twitter. Now, Lindsay Shepard was already having issues sometime last year just because she had introduced some Jordan Peterson in class and wanted to discuss something. And then, of course, of course, she got a bunch of shit for it because... 
she was playing something that was considered distasteful. Well, they didn't understand the point of that exercise to begin with. So, you know, she just ate a bunch of shit for it, and it was really stupid. So this is another story. Free speech activist Lindsay Shepard on her Twitter ban. Your instinct should not be to celebrate. <coughs> Shepard was permanently banned after an exchange with trans woman Jessica Yaniv on July 14th about Shepard's genitalia. All right, then. Ready? Free speech advocate Lindsay Shepard, who was permanently banned from Twitter earlier this week, says the move underscores wider concerns that the firm has been overzealous in its censorship of right-leaning public figures. Which seems to be true, because we've seen this many times. Shepard, a former Wilfrid Laurier University teaching assistant turned free speech activist, says she was permanently banned from Twitter on Monday, likely in connection to comments in which she misgendered trans woman Jessica Yaniv on July 14th. <sighs> the only person misgendering Jessica Yaniv is Jessica fucking Yaniv. But I do digress. In an interview with the National Post Tuesday, Shepard said her banishment from the social media platform is the most recent example of the San Francisco-based company limiting the free expression of some users. The company said it is banning some users, some users as part of a bid to stem online harassment. Because this is a trans individual, they are untouchable. They are allowed to mock and taunt me about my biology. They can say whatever crude things they want, she said. But when it comes to... to me wanting to take a shot back at that person and wanting to stand up for myself or for my womanhood, so to speak, I'm permanently kicked off. The decision by Twitter points to deepening anxieties over what some people view as increasing restrictions on their right to voice unpopular or non-politically correct ideas. Debate has been ongoing for years over whether private firms like Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram should be regulated in the same traditional broad way broadcasters are. The immense and growing influence of the platforms has caused even some market-oriented conservatives to mull whether more government intervention is required to limit the power of the online behemoths. <sighs> Shepard acknowledged that the company has the full right to restrict her access to the site, but said it points to deeper problems in modern political discourse. The private corporation is allowed to censor speech, sure, but I think it's a matter of looking at what they are censoring. Yanev, who described herself on Twitter as an LGBTQ2SIA, wow, go fuck yourself with that, and human rights activist, was not barred from the site after the spat. Canadian feminist writer Megan Murphy was also recently banned from Twitter after an online fight with Yanev and has tweeted comments like, men aren't women. Yeah, duh. <laughs> Oh my god, such a simple statement is such a fucking problem for these people. Like, what is going on? <sighs> Not that this is new. This is fairly old. I don't know why it even elicits that reaction out of me. But it's just... Isn't it ridiculous? Don't you feel like... Every time I have to remind myself that I don't really think adults are a thing. There's, there's maybe a few of them out there. I certainly don't think of myself as one. But... Like, what exactly is an adult? And if, if we can't even deal with issues properly, I mean, I don't know. People are very confused. And we're all running around trying to, like, accommodate each other's feelings. And it's a difficult thing to contend with because feelings really don't fucking give a shit about facts. 
So how do we deal with this? How do we deal with this problem? How do we deal with the, how do we let people have enough delusion that they leave everybody else alone, but not so much that they start trying to change everything around them and cause a huge ruckus about things that aren't going their way? Well, we need to be kind of responsible. We need to hold ourselves accountable for some shit. But if we're going to keep coddling people through this kind of stuff, how are we even going to get the ball rolling in the right direction? to get people to pay attention to their circumstances and deal, you know? How? <clears throat> the exchange with Shepard began after Yaniv made comments about Shepard's female genitalia, saying, at least my pussy is tight and not loose after pushing out a 10-pound baby. Bitch, you ain't got no pussy. Do you not understand? You've got a dick and balls. How you gonna be out here talking about your pussy is tight? Oh, get the fuck out of here. This is ridiculous. Shepard tweeted in response, this is how men who don't have functional romantic relationships speak, but I guess that's kind of what you are. <laughs> Which is so fucking mild. Yanov then responded with a comment that could have been in reference to Shepard's septic uterus, a reproductive condition that can cause higher rates of pregnancy loss. I heard the real Donald Trump is building a wall inside of your uterus, a.k.a. your reproductive abnormality. Hopefully the walk works as intended. Yikes. At least I have a uterus, you fat, ugly man, Shepard then said. Of course he thinks reproductive issues are something to be mocked. Shepard made international headlines after she was disciplined by Wilfrid Laurier for showing students a televised debate featuring Jordan Peterson, blah, 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 blah. Shepard deleted her Twitter comments shortly after making them, saying she knew Yanovit successfully, had other users banned in the past. She said she doesn't regret her comments, but said Twitter's decision could feed into the worsening divide between left and right. There's always these people who celebrate when someone is banned from a social media platform, she said. Your instinct should not be to celebrate when someone you don't like is vaporized, because now you're not challenging your own ideas. You're not facing any opposition. It just turns into an echo chamber. Shepard said she will likely use other media outlets like YouTube to reach her followers. She said she would also consider joining ThinkSpot, a platform proposed by Jordan Peterson that is intended to act as a counter-platform to Twitter and other Silicon Valley sites. Neither Twitter or Yan have responded to a request for comment by press time. I mean, what a surprise, right? <coughs> what a fucking surprise that Twitter did not comment. Holy moly. And this person, this Jessica Yanov, there's so much stuff coming out about him. Yeah, you know what? If you're going to be a cunt, I'm going to be a cunt back. And you are him to me. Let's deal with that. Let's see. Is that okay? Is that okay? Is that going to hurt your fucking feelings, people? That he wants to be called a she, but I'm going to call him a he? Deal with it. I don't know him. And uh, if you ain't coming correct, I ain't about that life. Get this shit. The post-millennial. I don't know if these, I don't know the, the veracity of any of these claims. I'm just reading stuff. So just so you know, I'm reading and reacting. I'm not a fan of this person, that's for damn sure. But there are accusations here. Exclusive. 15-year-old alleged victim of Jessica Yanov speaks out. 
Jessica Rumpel, the young woman who Yanov allegedly engaged in inappropriate sexual behaviors online with when she was between the ages of 14 and 15, has confirmed she has filed a child exploitation report against Yanov with CyberTip on the incidents. <coughs> All right. A young woman has come forward with serious allegations of abuse against Jonathan Jessica Yanov. <coughs> Yanov, a male-to-female transgender, has recently risen to infamy for the Human Rights Tribunal suit she has taken out against 16 estheticians for declining to perform waxing services on her male genitals. Her male genitals. How fucking weird does that sound? Does that not make anybody else feel off-kilter? Her male genitals. No, his male genitals, bro. While the suits are ongoing, a publication ban on Yanov's name and the content of her case and history was lifted during recent hearings, allowing details of her disturbing past behavior to come to light. 20-year-old Jessica Rumpel of Sammamish, Washington State, has disclosed details to the post-millennial of her encounters with Jessica Yanov. Rumpel was just 14 years old at the time of the interactions, turning 15. Oh my god, and then there's actual text messages here. LOL. How old are you again? 14. I don't know if I should LOL. Almost 15. I don't know. Why? Because you're young. At first, I thought, you know, this guy seems to have some kind of mental issues of some sort, she says. I didn't think he was a predator at first. Yanov made contact with Rumpel through social media site AskFM, where people, including those who are anonymous, can ask questions of users and receive answers in short form. Rumpel states that Yanov sent her a series of disturbing questions while anonymous before adding her to the private messenger application Kick. Kick is known to law enforcement for its notoriously poor protection of children and its routine usage by pedophiles to message each other and their victims. According to Rumpel, Yanov, Yanov allegedly presented himself as a young male in his late 20s and claims that he used pictures of himself when he was younger in their initial conversation. Rumpel states it was sympathy that caused her to continue to contact with Yanov initially. He, li he liked to make himself be the victim. He actually told me he had folliculitis and depression. Pitying who she thought was an emotionally pained young man, Rumpel maintained some regular contact with Yaniv. I always wanted to be there for anyone who was suffering, anyone who needed someone to listen to them. Just like any other 15-year-old girl, she enjoyed having another friend to talk to, but the conversations often took an uncomfortable turn. Yaniv always told me he uses pads and wants to go into the ladies' bathroom. He asked me how to go into the ladies' bathroom without being caught, and then how to be in the bathroom if there's a lot of women or girls. Rumpel called... Recalled, Yanev even asked me what stall to go in. What the fuck? Oh my god, there's like a bunch of messages here. So creepy. According to Rampel, Yanev did not identify as a transgender at any point during their interaction. She believed Yanev simply had a fetish for bathrooms, pads, and girls' clothing, as Yanev would also begin sending Rampel worrying messages, including photos of himself in girls' jeans, asking for comments and compliments from the then 15-year-old. What the... Wow, these are creepy. Eventually, Yanov's attentions turned overtly sexual. Yanov called me Titty Queen, even asked me to marry him, and I was only 15. He said he couldn't wait until I turned 16. Yanov was born in 1987. He is currently 32. At the time of these messages, he would have been 27. 
As has been revealed from previously exposed conversations, Yanov often directed his comments toward menstrual stuffs, even going so far as to pester Rumpel to take photos of her used... Yikes! Take photos of her used feminine hygiene products! Dude! Yanov would send Rumpel disturbing voice messages in an Elmo voice, saying things such as, Elmo wants to fuck and Elmo loves pussy. Oh my goodness. Oh my god! In the final clip, Yanov is heard saying, I love you, Jess Rumpel. Your boobies go up and down, up and down, up and down. Dude, what a creepo. <clears throat> Rumpel explains that Yanov had an Elmo character profile on Ask FM and used it to send her questions. At first, she thought it was adorable, but when it became sexual, like with all of Yanov's other behavior, she felt uncomfortable and violated. She began responding less and less to Yanov and sending him defensive messages in an attempt to force him to go away. Rumpel claims that what was left of her sympathy finally wore off when other girls approached her and claimed Yanov had treated them in a similar or worse fashion. The girls saw Yanov's comments to Rumpel on her Ask FM and tried to warn her. Yanov told these girls he was 17, Rumpel said. I had started to call Yanov out on my Ask FM and these other girls messaged me and said that Yanov was a liar and broke their hearts. Rumpel says she learned of Yanov's impropri impropriety in human rights suits after Yanov followed her on Twitter. Last week, I decided to check who follows me, and I found Jessica Yanov. At first, I was like, who the heck is that? And then I recognized the last name and that face. Rumpel also claimed she was scared when she learned that Yanov changed her name to Jessica. I clicked on the profile and saw the proud lesbian photo and that a lot of people were commenting about Yanov being a creep. I saw the screenshots they had of Yanov asking the most disturbing questions. Rumpel says it was this realization that compelled her to come forward. I cannot express my feelings. My thoughts are with the other young girls. Yanov has done this too. The post-millennial reached out to Jessica Yanov for comment who claimed no knowledge of who Rumpel was stating... I have no idea who that is. Yanov then also claimed the messages Rumpel had received may have been from a fake account, stating there has been a lot of fake accounts of me out there, and a lot of people trying to put disparaging content out there, so I have no idea who this person is at all. However, the post-millennial was able to verify that the messages Rumpel received did indeed come from Yanov's verified trusted nerd Facebook account. Alright, creepy face. Creepy fucking dude. Trying to get away. With this fucking wham wham, I'm trans bullshit. This is the problem. These are the problem issues that are going to come up with having just mm, with privileging any sort of group of people. They're going to think that they can treat other people a certain way and then use that bullshit as a means by which to say, I'm oppressed, let me do this, blah blah blah, or to justify it. And it's fucking ridiculous, okay? How about that? It is so ridiculous, and it is so unfair, and it is so creepy that a 30-year-old man is, like, creeping on a 15-year-old girl like that, asking her to send him pictures of her used tampons and shit. Dude, come on. This is not cool. You can't just take your dysphoria and be like, hey, I'm fucked up, so la 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 la. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. Jessica Yanev, you fucking creepy ass dude. Creepy ass dude. And guess what? There are going to be many a creepy ass dude who are going to use this to be uber creepy because that's how it goes, girlfriend. That's how it goes. <laughs> 
So disturbing. 16 estheticians, this guy, trying to get away, getting his balls waxed by 16 estheticians who are not comfortable and not trained in waxing male genitals, and they have to deal with your shit because you refuse to accept that you are a man. And that's okay. If you feel like a woman, dude, that's cool. We get it. But can you understand that's a thing in your head? Because on the outside, you definitely look like a man. And anybody who's going to say there are no differences between how men and women look. Listen, please spare me your fucking bleeding heart bullshit. These people can still be included in society if they just didn't try to cause problems. They're going to further isolate themselves. Just accept you feel like a woman, you present as a man. That is how it goes. Both those things are obviously operative at the same time. Go to the right place to get your dick and balls waxed, sir. Okay? That's just how it is. Sorry, dude. I apologize that this is what the genetic lottery brought to you, okay? We've all got our shit that we've got to deal with. You are a man, you feel like a, women, a woman, say that, and don't expect everybody else to accept your reality, especially when it's going to work against you. So now I wonder, if this allegation from this 15-year-old girl is correct, right, then, then, are all the, the tribunals and the things that he's trying to get these estheticians in trouble for, is that just a distraction? Is that a c compensation to have a problem so that it distracts away from all the other victims? That this guy has treated in this way? You gotta wonder. Someone's motives in this situation get murkier and murkier when you learn just little tidbits of information about them. Well, this guy could be a total child predator. And he's found a way to be in a position where he cannot get in trouble. And the Lindsay Shepard thing is really, really disappointing, too. Because, again, it's disappointing on so many levels. Twitter is just a disappointment. They're a lying disappointment, and it is what it is with them. But at the same time, they're setting a precedent. And they're a huge social culture engineering fucking engine. They're an engine of social and cultural things, information that pertains to us or that at some point will matter to us. And it does. A lot of, there's a lot of information exchanged on Twitter. And they fucked up saying that social media is a human right because the way that they are dealing with what they have now called human rights by just taking them away from whoever they so choose to take away from 
I mean, there is just this byproduct of you're propping up these people and you're really squashing these people and it goes against your ethos of this is a human right for everybody and everybody should have access. Lies. 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 People say a lot of shit, don't they? We say a lot of shit. But in action is where truth is. And I'm sorry, Twitter, but you're full of shit. And I'm sorry, Jessica Yana, you are uber full of shit. And it's unfortunate for you because people are watching. And they're not as stupid as you think they are. And it's not going to settle well with them. If you're behaving like this and taking advantage of other people by using a narrative that you may have just stolen so that you could be a creepy fuck. But anyways, enough about that. I've been going on for an hour. This story is fucking crazy. I might need to find out more and see if there's any developments. I will put the links of those stories in the description for you. And uh, if you need to find me, if you want to talk, if you want to chat, email me, find me on Instagram, find me wherever you please on whatever platform you prefer. Mine is Twitter because Twitter took away my fucking human right to post. Okay. Okay. So I'll let you figure that one out. Okay, sweet cheeks. You want to get some shit off your chest? You have some ideas, some suggestions? You want to say hi? Get it off your chest dot wut at gmail.com. Go buy yourself a what mug because they're really cute. And I've got a few that are out there now. And they are adorbs. Yeah, they're awesome. Big thanks to Lancey for my Moist Clams Queen mug, which I will have to take places and take pictures with to show it off because pretty sure it's the best mug out there. Anyways, happy Monday, dears, dears, darlings, sweetie pies, whatever, whatever, who cares? I hope you have a good day, fresh start to the week. Smiles, hugs, have a good first cup of coffee, drink your fucking water, get that shit off your chest, don't let things boil and bubble under the surface until one day it just reaches that bottleneck and fucking explodes. Be healthy, be a healthy human, get it out. It feels good to talk, it feels good to get it out, no matter what stupid shit is on your brain, just get it out. Get it out, get it out, get it out. Don't let it sit there. Let it make you feel stupid. Who gives a fuck? Okay, anyways, because we'll chat soon. Bye. 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 <laughs> nice shoes. <laughs>